1: This is a podcast from Minute Media.
0: Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks, lays it into Trey. Two seconds one. Trey Slaughter! ¡Suscríbete Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up, what is up, what is up? We have come to the end of the road. Yes, the Atlanta Hawks season has finally ended. Welcome into the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Edub, Getting you through this, um, we're going to get through it, y'all. We're going to get through it. We're going to talk about what happened. We're going to talk about where we go from here. 're gonna we, we're just gonna get it all out in the open. We're gonna get it all out in the open. We're gonna call spades a spade. we're gonna we we're gonna we're going to do what we normally do. <sighs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate you guys and um, let's get into it man. Hawkspeed podcast episode. I think this is like 85 this season. Uh, and just for the record, just because the season is over, Um, doesn't mean we're over. All right. So you got to understand, we're going to be throwing a whole bunch more podcast at you, um, just because we don't have game content. Uh, and so what happens now is this, I'm going to make up, uh, pretty much a calendar and we're going to probably start looking with free agency class. We're going to start looking at the money. We're going to start looking at, um, what this team can do as improvements, where the weaknesses are. So we have a ton of offseason stuff that'll lead us in the draft stuff. And before you know it, training camp will be here. (laughs) I'm telling you, it it happens quick. It happens quick. But um, unfortunately, tonight, the Hawks did not get it done. Uh, They fall 97-94. And I will say this. Let me say this and let me be clear. Tonight, I'm going to say some things that you're probably not going to like. And I'm going to say some things that you will like, you know? I will say this, and I'm, I'm going to start by giving a hawk some kudos. I'm going to start by giving a hawk some kudos. And I got to say, first and foremost, last podcast, I said, if you're going to lose, you better empty the clip. You better go out guns a freaking blazing. I believe that was the word I said. You need to go out guns a blazing. And the Hawks, they went out guns a blazing. Now, I didn't suspect for the main gun to be DeAndre Hunter, but for what it was, that's what it is. DeAndre Hunter finishing the game with 35 points, 11 boards. Fouls out with like 48 seconds left on a questionable foul. But it was DeAndre Hunter's night. Um, I, I thought the whole team just showed incredible fight. I just thought they showed incredible fight. So there's that. Also, on the other side of the nickel, two things can be true. So one thing can be true about the Hawks showing incredible fight. And showing incredible, you know what I'm saying. As you go down, you're going down guns to blazing And that is to be admired. The other thing can be true, which is this. They lost to a Miami Heat team without Kyle Lowry and without Jimmy Butler. They lost to a Miami Heat team whose number one guy had been sitting on the bench damn near the entire season. Victor Oladipo cooking 23 points, 36 minutes. How in the world do you get cooked by Victor Oladipo? No disrespect to Victor Oladipo, but Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. <laughs> my gosh. My gosh. Um, so, yeah, both things can be true. Both things can be true. And that just is what it is. You know, I think there's plenty to be optimistic about if you're a Hawks fan. I, I would say it's not all doom and gloom. Hawks fans are. I know you're licking your wounds right now. I know you're licking your wounds. It, it is not all doom and gloom. There are still some fundamental pieces that you have set in place. And. Um, we'll probably discuss those more in depth as we look into the roster. And as we put a, um, a, a, a bow on this season and we look at the roster about who's staying and who's going, we'll look at that. But, uh, I would say you have a good core put in place now, how you manage that core financially. That's a whole nother podcast, but, uh, for tonight, I, I, I thought that the Hawks went out guns a blazing. But uh, it was definitely DeAndre Hunter's night, man. DeAndre Hunter's night. Uh, the big, uh, the big things in this game was definitely the second quarter when the Miami Heat just went on that run, and it was like, oh my god! I think it was like a seven. Now don't quote me on this. I think it was like a seventeen zero run or like a twenty to four run to end the quarter, and it didn't look good. It didn't look good at all. Um, Trey Young. I'm going to hold off on that. I'm going to hold off on that. I got something for Trey a little bit later. Um, nobody really had it going in that second quarter. And Max Struss. Struss. I don't know. Do they call him Struss or Struss? I don't know. It's spelled S-T-R-U-S. It's almost like it's one word. Max Struss. <laughs> he goes off for 12 points in the quarter uh, on five of five shooting. And the Hawks just defensively, it it was almost like they just, they almost, I'm not going to say they gave up, but it was almost like they just completely lost their focus, completely lost their focus. Folks were upset, complaining that Nate McMillan did not call a timeout while they went on that run. To their credit, Chris asked him after the game, Nate, why did you call a timeout? He was like, They went on that run in like two minutes. He was like, "I had just called a timeout." Um, I don't know. You know what? I'm gonna pause the. I'm gonna pause the podcast, and I'm gonna look at that. I'm gonna see if he's correct because that's what he told. That's what he told the broadcast. And so here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna pause the podcast, and I'm gonna see exactly when they went on that run and when. He uh, when he, <laughs> when he called that timeout. So just in radio land, this is going to seem like just a brief second, but we're about to pause it. And I'm about to give you the real deal of what went down d- during the second quarter, because we need the answers. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. <laughs> All right. So I pulled it up and Nate wasn't wrong, guys. He was not wrong. So when they asked him about the timeout, it was like, oh, why didn't he call the timeout? It literally happened in two and a half minutes. That was what the run was. He called a timeout at two minutes and 36 seconds. Two minutes and 36 seconds left in the quarter. The Hawks were up 40 to 39. In the next two and a half minutes, the Miami Heat scored. They ended up with Hawks didn't score at all. Hawks, they scored one bucket in the last two and a half minutes. And the Miami Heat scored 14. Just that quick. They went on a 14 2 run in two and a half minutes. So everyone's like, oh, why don't you stop, call timeout, and regroup your squad? Listen, it happened in two and a half minutes. You can't just call a timeout. like, Like, I mean, he just called a timeout. What do you need to regroup? You guys just came from regrouping. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, nah, I'm not going to bang him on that. I'm not going to bang him on that. Now listen, we can bang Nate on some stuff. We going to bang him on stuff. We can bang him on the adjustments. We can bang him on getting out coached. I think he got out coached. I think he got out coached. Spo put that defensive plan in place, and it didn't matter what guy came in, that was the defensive plan. And I don't think Nate McMillan had a plan for it. I don't think he ever, I I think he adjusted, but I don't think it worked. I think Nate threw a whole bunch of adjustments, but none of them worked. None of them worked. And for all of these folks to say, hey, Trey Young needs to be off the ball more. Trey Young needs to be off the ball. He was off the ball. He was off the ball a lot this series. And what did that get you? Not much. Not much. Go back and, and listen to what I said after Game Two, folks want Trey to be Steph Curry so bad, but he's not Steph Curry. Like this off the ball stuff, it's hard. And Trey's not an off the ball off the ball guy. After the game, he was like, "Yeah, I can play off the ball. Yeah, you can, but you're not at you not elite at going off the ball. Like you may be good at it. Everybody's good at because it it's the NBA. But you need to be better, bruh. You need to be better." They, they they see Trey and they see Steph and the similarities and oh they need to play him out the ball like Steph man Steph goes out the ball like a demon he he crazy out the ball and Trey don't have that he don't have that he don't so second quarter very pivotal for the Hawks they go on that fourteen two run to finish and so now you going in halftime forty two to fifty four now to their credit. They came back and they fought. I think they scored the first eight or ten points in the third quarter. They actually ended up winning the third quarter, 22 to 21. But um, I think, and I'll say this, I think Miami did a whole bunch to keep uh, Atlanta in this game. You know, no disrespect to the Hawks. But the Miami Heat did not do themselves any favors tonight. Like, there was no one seed. But if they're playing a a, a decent... Listen. If they're playing any other team in the playoffs that's still playing, they lose this game. That's a fact. If they're playing Milwaukee, if they're playing... I mean, anybody that's still playing, anyone, if they're playing Boston, they lose this game tonight. Because they tried to get this game away. They tried. Um, Fourth quarter... (sighs) DeAndre Hunter time. <laughs> Nate McMillan was like we saw a matchup that we liked and uh we we exposed it. I don't know what it was, but DeAndre Hunter went to work. And when I tell you I went he went to work. He went to work, Jack. 6 of 8, 18 points in the quarter, Jack. Just a good game for DeAndre. Just a good game for DeAndre. And Which brings me to the point, and I didn't see a lot of, I wasn't on the the Twitter a lot tonight. But I would like to go back, and I'll probably go back and search DeAndre Hunter's name and see what people were saying about him. Because people have been talking about DeAndre Hunter like a dirty dog. (laughs) And you know what? Some of it has been for good reason. Because DeAndre hasn't always been consistent. And I've called DeAndre out on some things. I think that he's kind of regressed this season. I think that his defense has taken a step back. His dribbling has been not good. His rebounding has been not good. Uh, His shooting has been kind of spotty. Uh, He's not much of a playmake, you know. And so we can bang him on those things. But tonight, he was cooking. (laughs) <laughs> he was cooking. He had it going. So you got to get the man his props tonight. And now that leaves a, a very, very uh, a pivotal question. What do you do with DeAndre? He's got one more year on his rookie deal. He's got one more year on that rookie deal before he going to want to get that bread. He going to want to get that bread. Now. The crazy I mean the, the the reality is this Hawks team is going to cut salary. They're going to cut salary. Um again, Trey's money kicks in next year. Um John's money already kicked in. Kevin Herter's money kicks in next year. Um Trey goes from making 8.3 to 30.5 um, everybody's money kicks in next. year. I mean, everyone's money goes up next year. Kevin goes from 4, 4.2 to 14.5. Ooh, yeah. Price of the brick, man. It's, <laughs> it's, it's going, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, man, it's gonna, we're gonna have some very interesting off season calls, very interesting off season calls. So, um, we all saw how it ended. Um, Hawks fought to the very end and at the very last possession in typical fashion of how the series went, Hawks couldn't get a shot off. They could not get a shot off. They played it wonderfully. They played it wonderfully. Had the, had the, uh, the, the inside wide open. All they did was cover the perimeter. It was like, we're going to give you this side and the hawks took it once gallo got the ball on the side they trapped him there was nowhere for him to go they baited him they took the bait and it was a wrap now let me give a disclaimer for this next uh for this next 2 minutes for this next 2 minutes let me give a disclaimer I'm going to say something that you probably not going to hear and that you're not going to want to hear if you're a Hawks fan. But if I didn't say this, I wouldn't be doing my job. Y'all know if y'all rock with the Hawks podcast, you know, I I, I, I don't bite my tongue. I say, I see, I see, I say it <laughs> when I'm not stuttering. I say it like I see it. And I'm not going to BS you guys because I don't want y'all BSing me. And if I wasn't here at these games, looking at these games, watching these games, breaking down these games. Then, you know, I, I, I just, I just, I just call it like I see it. It's time to call number 11 to the carpet, guys. It's time to call number 11 to the carpet. Two of 12 in a closeout game. Without Jimmy Butler, without Kyle Lowry, two of 12, y'all. If this was Braun or KD or, or any of them top tier cats, folks would be crushing them. And now I'm not crushing them, I'm just here to let you know, man, that's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. Now you about to get paid like the man. You already you already you already paid like the man. You wanna you wanna play the villain, you wanna, you know, do the shivers, and you wanna, you know, do everything when everything and the lights are bright and everything, but when it comes down to, to to close out, you gonna give me two of twelve, six assists, and six turnovers? Come on, man. Come on, man. I mean, and, and let's say Nate McMillan is part of that blame. I'm not going to put it all on Nate. Because number 11 going to have to eat some of this. As a matter of fact, number 11 going to have to eat the majority of this. And you know why he's going to have to eat the majority of this? And I'm going to tell you why. Because when they win, he's going to get all the glory. He going to get all the glory. He going to get all the headlines. He going to get all the deals, all the t-shirts. He going to get all the glory when they win. And that's just how it is. But when they lose, got to hold them accountable. Two or 12 in a playoff uh, elimination game. That ain't it. That ain't it. Now, I'm not going to make no sweeping aspersions about Trey versus this or Trey versus Luca or Trey versus Ja, I'm not gonna do that, and y'all know I ain't never done that. I ain't never been on no Trey versus Luca, Trey versus anybody thing. I cover the Hawks and I worry about the Hawks and what they do, but I will say this John Morant hit a game winner tonight, got the Memphis Grizzlies up two. Over the Minnesota Timberwolves. And this isn't up taking those shots at Trey. This ain't taking shots at Trey. But when the game was on the line, they managed to get the ball to Ja. He went in, scored the bucket. Ball game. Ja Morant had 30 points, 13 rebounds tonight, and 9 assists. And this ain't me comparing... This is me just stating the facts. Two to twelve ain't acceptable, and y'all shouldn't let and, and y'all shouldn't be cool with um, that type of performance. I'ma just say that you shouldn't be cool with it because if he's your star, if he's your superstar, you gotta demand more, you gotta want more, you know. Luka Doncic came back the other night. He been hurt. First game, he came back. What did he do? 33-13-5. and 33-13-5. Dallas is leading that series, man. Dallas is leading that series 3-2. And so if you want the bright lights, if you want to be a superstar, you want to be All-NBA, the proof got to be in the pudding. You can't be losing the Miami Heat without Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry. That's the fact. You can't be losing to Victor Oladipo and Gabe Vincent. You can't do that, number 11. Now, of course, I know that it's a team sport. Don't tweet me about that. I know it's a team sport. But like Charles Barkley said, if you drive in a bus, things are a bit different. The expectations are more because you're going to get all the glory. You're going to get all the glory. But when things go bad, you got to stand there and take that too. Now, to Trey's credit, he ain't never ran from no interview. And Trey would be the first one to tell you that he didn't play well. That's what I like about the young man. That's what I like about the young man. He'll tell you that he didn't play well. He's never ducked and dodged questions like some players that I've seen in the past. I'm not going to name any names, but I've seen players duck uh, uh, when when, uh, they may have lost the game or whatever. I've seen players do that. Trey's never done that. And for a good amount of the season, Trey has been one of the guys who's come out after every game to face the music. I respect that about the young guy. He's young. He still has a lot to learn. He's still, a, I mean, he, he's a relatively humble guy. Very confident, but still very humble. And I like the kid. I'm rooting for him. But I'm here to let you know, two for 12, an elimination game against the Miami Heat without uh, Jimmy Butler ain't it. That ain't it. I got a little bit of post sound, post game sound for you guys. Got a little bit of Danilo Gallinari and a little bit of Trey Young. So let me cue that up for you guys, and so you guys can hear a little bit about what they had to say after tonight's game. Um,
1: I mean, we we didn't really talk. It's, you know, it's, it's tough to digest, like you said, and and talk about stuff now. Um, so we're just it was a pretty quiet locker room
0: what did you see on that last play? I know it was tough and, and couldn't get a shot up because what, what are the Heat defense able to do especially on, a, on, a, on the last play of the game like that?
1: I mean it was it was, it was pretty easy and smart what they did um, they took away the three point shot um, we ran the play to get the ball in the corner were able to get the ball in and then they double teamed in the corner and I had no uh, outlets, no time to do anything
0: else uh, so I thought you know, they played a smart defense as a team what did you see from the fight of you guys especially that last like five five eight minutes of the fourth quarter
1: uh, great fight um you know we had uh you know when you play uh, these, these kind of games uh, you you gotta fight you know that if you lose your home so uh, you can't go home without a fight and i thought it, it was a good game we fought uh, but it wasn't enough
0: ladies and gentlemen danilo gallinari um Thought it was spot on, you know, good defensive play. That last play of the game, uh, you fought, but it just wasn't enough. And sometimes that's fine. Sometimes that's fine. Um, yeah, um, I, like, I like Gallo. I like Gallo a lot. He's one of my favorite guys. Always honest. I think he brings a lot to this basketball club. I'm not sure what the plan is for him after next year. He's got kind of a, a unique situation with his money. He has a certain to a certain time where uh, he gets the I think he's only he has like five million guaranteed, but uh, it could get up to like twenty one. Um, but we'll talk about all the money stuff a little bit later. But that was just Gallo after the game. Uh, we also heard a little bit from Trey Young. And uh, here is what Trey had to say after tonight's game. loss. what do you what do you guys as, as teammates say to each other in the locker room after after a game like this, knowing that you know the season's done now? Uh, I mean, obviously
1: you just um, sit back and reflect for a second on, on the whole season and the big the big picture, and uh, just look at I mean where we, we came this year and what we all had to battle through to get to where we ended. And uh, obviously we wish we, we could have finished stronger and won more games and went further. But um, I mean what we did this year with everything we went through. I mean, battle testing, playing, playing two good teams, then going on the road and winning with some guys down. And then uh, I think it just shows that, I mean, we fought all year and fought to the end. When you look at a series like this, how, how would you sum up
0: this series as, as a team, with team effort?
1: Uh, I, mean, it's, I mean, this series is tough. I mean, they definitely challenged us. I mean, got to go back, I mean, to the drawing board and, and figure out where we can be better at as a team. And, um come back next year and, and not be in the situation and um understanding that uh where we want to be at is is where we were last year and further so we gotta we gotta figure out how we
0: can get back there and um and that's that's the main goal. So I, I appreciate him saying that because um I wonder if they kinda took the regular season for granted. And this is just me thinking. This is just me thinking because, you know, there was all, there was a lot of hoopla over that. You know, the regular season is boring stuff. And, you know, there have been some conversations about, you know, uh, the Hawks only getting up for those primetime games and games that are sexy. And then losing to teams like Orlando and losing to teams like Detroit. You know, there is a maturity that has to happen with this ball club. A maturity... That has to happen that says, you know what? The game in Detroit is just as valuable as a primetime game versus the Brooklyn Nets. So whether the game is on TNT or NBA TV or Fox Sports or not even televised, you got to take care of your business if nobody's watching. You can't get up just for the big games. Um, I want to fast forward. I want to play another clip from Trey when, when Chris was asking some questions about um, Trey being off the ball and um, just things he can do better. So let me get that queued up for you.
1: You mentioned early in, in the uh, series that you know you, th- you thought you were going to figure out miami's defense um obviously that didn't happen for you but why do you feel like you you struggled against this defense and, and what do you feel like moving forward that you have to improve to get better at uh i mean it's, they're a good defensive team i mean they, they their team is more of a system than who they have on their team and um no matter who they have out there they can play this it's, it's about their system and their defensive system is all about helping and uh and they got a guy that they're targeting to take away. They're, they're, they do a really good job of doing that. And uh, so I got to go back and watch film and understand, I mean, places where I got to learn. and That's something that it's not just me. I, I got to sit down with Coach and uh, we got to find out ways that, I mean, his teams are going to face guard and do what they did the whole 94 and 48 minutes of the game, you got to be better at it to follow up on that, with the way that they guarded you, do you feel like one of the things that you do need to improve on this offseason is working off the ball even more than what you showed this season? Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean working off the ball is I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good at uh, anyway I, I know how to, to come off screens and get into the, the paint and uh, find others, I mean, working off the ball is, is pretty similar, it's, it's probably easier than working on the ball, so I mean, I know how to do it um, and I think it's really just about putting in the right system for for me to be off the ball
0: too. Trey is this So, here's my thing about being off the ball and what I've seen from Trey off the ball. He's right, he's good at coming off the ball. Um but he needs to be better. Like if we're talking all NBA first team and that's what you guys want. That that's what he wants, that's what everybody wants. If we're talking all NBA, you got to add more to the game. You got to add more to the game. And I know that's crazy from somebody who is top five in scoring, top five in assist. But you got to add more. Because they got to translate the wins. They don't translate the wins. You're just empty stats. So here's my thing. Looking at Trey off the ball, he's not tenacious. He's not tenacious when he comes off the ball. Like, everything you do has to have a certain level of tenacity. And Trey doesn't play with that tenacity off the ball. I mean, he doesn't play with the tenacity on defense, but like that's a whole other thing. We're just talking about off the ball. Off the ball, he needs to have a tenacity about it. He needs to have that approach about okay, I'm going to be a dog going off the ball, and I didn't see that tonight. Twelve shots, man. I'd rather see you out. I'd rather. I'd much rather see you out there. Forcing shots then you just finishing the game with 12. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's just that's just my opinion. I'd rather see you out there over-aggressive. You know, push the limit, get to the hole. You know what I'm saying? They got to call some fouls. I know you the rest have been terrible, but they're gonna give you some fouls. Get to the line. So yeah, that's my thoughts. That's my thoughts. Um, before we get up out of here, man, as always, let's get you to be a part of the show. And um, yeah, so let's get to uh, the fan portion part of the show. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Hulk's Beat. Uh, going to go to our Twitter feed and read some of your comments that you tweeted us after the game. I, I didn't ask who was the player of the game. That would be silly. Everybody knows it's Dre, but I uh, just wanted to ask your thoughts on it and how you guys feeling. Uh, let's go. 365 Rashad said, Hunter grew up right before our eyes in this series. Hats off to him. Okay. Okay. A little love for DeAndre. Uh, Joshua Fletcher said, not that disappointing, to be honest, about what I expected. But I did not think Trey would adjust. He, no, he said, I'm sorry. But I did think Trey would adjust. And he did not. Okay. Appreciate it, Brother Fletcher. Uh, Joshua Heyman, uh, at Whisper2000 on Twitter. He says, Hawks look pitiful and unmotivated. Thank God Dre showed up and showed out. With John and Capella's injuries, they showed more heart than most of the team and coaches. I'll say this. Um, John was playing with and through a lot of pain. He was playing through a lot of pain. So uh, I, I take my cap off to him and I salute him. And uh, to be honest, I don't know what the future is for Mr. Collins. Because the reality is, the reality is, if you're talking about trade pieces, if you're talking about pieces that you might move, he is the Hawks' most valuable asset. Here's their most valuable asset. So I don't know. Again, I won't pontificate on that. We'll talk about that on another another podcast, but, um, I am DJ Yogi on Twitter. He says not challenging that herner foul. They had nothing to lose other than the timeout. Yeah. Nate talked about that after the game. He said that, you know, he looked at it with the staff and he felt that there was some con. he didn't feel like he would win it. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think he would have won it either. And then if he doesn't win it, you lose the timeout and then it's Miami's ball on the side. So it's kind of like a lose, lose type of thing. Right. Uh, let me get a few more in here. J.F. Willoughby on Twitter says, "Embarrassing to be the ninth seed. Embarrassing not to adjust in this series. Embarrassing not to get a shot off." Hey, appreciate you checking us in, checking, uh, checking in with us. Uh, last one, last one. Um, let's see. Let me find one more, one more. All right. Andrew Welsh on Twitter, Andrew W one one o three says bench the coach we're getting out coached a subordinate of Lloyd Pierce they don't know how to play defense <laughs> of course I would finish I would finish out the fan feedback with a tweet uh that is uh pro getting Nate McMillan <laughs> fired <laughs> hey man you believe what you believe man I, again I started the show saying two things can be true. Did Nate McMillan get out coached in this series? I believe so. Did Nate McMillan make a, the right adjustments? I don't think so. But I do think he would made some adjustments. I just don't think they were the right ones. At the end of the day, I think the Miami Heat were the better team. They were the more consistent team. They played better defense. And the the better team won. Like, the better team won. Like, you could have got two or three more games. You could have even possibly them, taken them uh, deeper into the series, and who knows what would have happened. But at the end of the day, the better team won. That's a hard one to swallow, but the better team won. Um, I think that's it for now. So, um, let me just say this in closing. So, first of all, let me give a shout-out to... Um, I was on a radio show today in Arkansas, and uh, I got to give a shout out to my guys, JB, who had me on the morning show uh, there in Arkansas. I was on 92, what was the name of 921 92.1 FM, the ticket, uh, the red zone with JB. So I, I joined them on the morning show, and you can hear that clip. So why don't you guys go to the website, thehawksbeat.com, don't forget the the, T-H-E, Hawksbeat.com and uh, you can hear their interview just talked a little bit about the Hawks and I talked a little bit about the NBA it's an eight set, it's an eight minute clip and uh, really enjoyed them man so I just wanted to give a shout out to JB and the producer who reached out to me and uh, hopefully I, I can join them again soon they said they would love to have me back and it was a good convo man we had a good time so shout out to JB and the whole Red Zone crew and uh, we appreciate the love. Last but definitely not least, uh, and and I said this on Twitter, but I'll say this again. I want to thank all of you guys who have been supporting the Hawks beat this season and and seasons before. We've picked up new listeners. We're on a podcast network now. Our, Our reach is further than it has ever been, and that is because of you guys. That is because of folks who have been listening to the show and who have been engaging in our social media, and for that I say thank you, thank you, thank you. Whether we've agreed or disagreed, uh, it's all been love because I, I do this with a passion, and I've always tried to uh, conduct myself with a certain amount of professionalism and and honesty. Because that's what people respect. That's what I respect. I respect the honesty, and and even again, if we, even if we don't agree, as long as we honest and, and just true to, you know what we say, it's all gonna be good, you know, because we have respect for each other. But I I appreciate everyone that retweets the links, that retweets the show, and that listens and that shares, and and, and I appreciate you all from the bottom appreciate you all man for real for real for real and this isn't the end. um again you guys already know we we go all year round so we're going to recalibrate um we're going to have some guests on for the off season to start our off season outlook uh going to talk some trades and and free agency and money and all that good stuff so stick around doesn't mean uh the season is over for the hawks but it's not over for the hawks beat podcast so we're going to be around Keep your eye out, keep rocking with us, keep rolling with us, and we're going to keep giving it to you guys like we do. So, like we always say, God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. So, if you don't know him, you need to find him. Show him some love, because that is all he is showing you. L-O-B-E-O. We out. Peace. Freebeats.io. Freebeats.io.